and welcome to the latest episode of the Racing Pod Blast with me, Tony McCormick, and Ben Aiken from Narrow in the Field. Welcome along, everyone. Hope you're back to the Grand National winner. And it's the Scottish National this weekend. We'll uh, roll the same format as last week's show with two of the earlier Saturday air races covered in part one of the pod. Uh, then staying in Scotland, of course, for our top, middle and bottom football, Trixie, before dedicating part three to the, of the pod exclusively to the big race itself, the Scottish Grand National. So welcome along, Ben. Uh, so first race on the agenda is the Scotty Brand Handicap Chase set to be run at 1.15 on Saturday at air 10 runners 10 runners set to go to post uh, live on itv ben can you start us off with the scotty brand handicap chase yes tony i can uh, last nine renewals have been class one level a uh, few race trends to race trends to factor into things all nine winners no more than two handicap chase wins ran in a class one to class three chase last time out or carrying at least four pounds less than the top weighted runner in the race strict application of those trends will leave you with Frere Darn Pay the Piper and Gold de Bois uh, Frere, Dr- Frere Darn for the skeletons still very much unexposed after only three chase starts Title to come on for a second last time out. Uh, that was his first run for 128 days, and he was taking on mainly a bunch of race fit rivals. Winner that day, Black Jerry. He since came out and won a class two off a seven pound higher mark. So Frere Darn obviously was bumping into one on a good mark that day. A Dan Skelton chasers at this air meeting over trips of three miles or shorter. They have some tidy stats. There are nine winners from 20 runners, five others placing. So that's a 45% win strike rate, 70% win and place strike rate. Um, they've also applied a, a first-time tongue-tie here for Freyr Darm, which obviously could bring about a bit more improvement. So there's plenty of positives for Freyr Darm in this one. I think he's he's the right favourite. I think he's the most likely winner of the race. Uh, of the others, Pay the Piper and Hasanki, they, they warrant plenty of respect, I think. Both above their highest winner marks, but not, not by huge margins at all. And both ran good races in the Red Rum Chase at Aintree last week. Uh, that race suited ones on the front end. They came from further back in the race. So, yeah, I do pay the piper and Hasanki were in my thoughts, but slightly bigger prices. I think a case could be made for Coast Guard Station. And he's only had three chase starts so far, so he's entitled to still have improvement to come. Uh, he's never run a race this level before, but there are pieces of his form that suggest he should still be below his, his handicap ceiling and that he's capable of running well at these higher grades. So he's probably the one away from the favourite that would interest me, Coast Guard Station. What you got, Tony? Yeah, interesting. You mentioned uh, a couple of my uh, fancies. There's uh, a Hassan Key, uh, excellent record over course and distance and a win in a place from two starts over the combination. Ben uh, loves left-handed tracks or likes uh, left-handed tracks. I'm sure he's in love with them, but uh, two from five over a similar trip hitting the frame on a further two occasions as well. Uh, wouldn't mind a little more rain, Hassan Key, uh, but he's um, all four career victories. Uh, also, this tiny, tiny negative. Uh, all four career victories have come between December and February, so 
maybe he's not a spring horse but um, I do like him and I think he can go well at an each way price and also pay the piper uh, good to soft three from eight a couple of more places as well on good to soft uh, two from five over a similar trip uh, Brian Hughes is uh, whose ears were burning last week is <laughs> uh, one from two on pay the piper uh, he appreciates a left hand track uh, he may be as you said Ben, he may be off a high handicap, Mark, but I, I still think he can give a good account here. And uh, again, another one, an each-way fancy for me, uh, Pay the Piper, along with Hassan Key. Uh, moving on to, uh, do you agree with um, Brian Hughes? He's ears burning no, last week, mate. <laughs> well, nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me, maybe. <laughs> 225 at there, the uh, Scottish champion hurdle. Grade 2 limited handicap over two miles here we go, Ben. Yeah, the uh, the Scottish champion hurdle. Always a decent race to get stuck into. Uh, at least a cracker renewal this year. Some Tools really agreed, really, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I think you could make a case for quite a few. Um, a few trends to help narrow the field. 14 of the last 15 winners carried 11 stone, 6 or less. There's 15 or less hurdle starts and 6 or less handicap hurdle starts. And had three to six starts in the current season. So, using those trends, that would probably narrow this year's field to around half the runners. Uh, one that catches my eye is the Kerry Lee trained Nemian Lion. He's been steadily improving with each run over hurdles. He looks leniently enough treated on 135 for his handicap debut here. Uh, four of his last year races have been working out well enough. Bring some solid novice hurdle form to the table. So I do like the chances of Nemi and Lion. In truth, as I said, there's a few you could give some sort of chance to. Uh, Soren Glory, he back in his last win on Mark, gets preferred double-figure field to run in. And he's also best off a break. So his 1-1-2 day break, no negative at all. So he was in my thoughts a little bit, Soren Glory. Colonel Mustard ran right up to his best at Kelso last night in the, the Moorbottle hurdle. His two previous handicap hurdle starts, they've seen him finish third in a county hurdle and second in that Moorbottle hurdle. So, yep, another big run could be on the cards for Colonel Mustard. And then you've got 2021 winner Milkweed Snow. I reckon he's had this race as his target all season. And all season it's just been about trying to get his mark down getting back to a competitive level by the time this race rolled around and they have absolutely managed to do that. Run here off 138. Uh won this race two years ago, I said off one four two. Also from the second in a Galway hurdle of one fifty and ran second in the Welsh hurdle, Welsh champion hurdle at the start of the season off a mark of one four eight. So I get them down to one three eight in the space of four runs. It's uh, some good sandbagging from team Mulholland has to be said. Um no surprise to see a much better run from him here as they try and recapture the Scottish champion hurdle crown. Clearly, he's maybe just not the force he was, but I, I do, I just had a feeling Milkweed has been specifically trained for this race all season, Tony. So, Nemean Lion, he's probably the head of my thoughts, but yeah, I've, I've an inkling Milkweed might just surprise a few, I think, Tony. Yeah, interesting one. Interesting one for Neil Mulholland, yeah. Uh, of course, and distance winner as well, as you said, uh, Ben. Uh, we've got um, 
I've got it uh, down to three trainers here, Ben. Uh, Dan Skelton won this race in 2016 with Chitty Bello at eight to one. Uh, Nicky Henderson 2019, Verdana Blue with at four to one. John McConnell won this 12 months ago with Anna Benina. Uh, at six to one now, uh, and in that race last year, Dan Skelton had Westcourt, uh, West Cork second of eight at five, as the five to two favourite. Anna Benina was second of nine in 2021, and uh, Anna Benina goes uh, once again here in in this one, and I think can hit the frame at uh, at the, an each way price. I'm definitely going each way in these, um, not too. Not too set on Colonel Mustard or Soaring Glory as well. Um, so, going to have a couple of each ways. Anna Benina, uh, of course, Carson Disson, second two years ago, winner in this uh, last year. So, um, Anna Benina for me there. And also, Led de Sud goes for Dan Skelton. Bridget Andrews uh, is down to take the ride here. Um, finished third of 16, beaten five and a half lengths when last seen uh, last month, early last month at Kelso. Over two miles, uh, Alex Ferguson and Jed Mason and uh, John Hales uh, uh, own that uh, own that one. Le du Sud, that's an each way price as well. And uh, First Street and uh, for uh, Nicky Henderson, Nico de Bonville going up to air tomorrow. That's a double figure price. First Street uh, by Golden Horn out of a Dutch art mare uh, finished eleventh of twenty four, beaten nine lengths, so not beaten too far. Uh, finishing 11th to 24, did did quite well there in the uh, county hurdle, I think it was, was it? The county hurdle uh, at the Cheltenham Festival, so drops to yeah, a mark of 150 here, uh, and uh, last time won a mark of uh, 150, one third of nine in the Grade 2 Rel Keel hurdle at Cheltenham in January, so a couple of each ways to uh, ponder there for you, uh, gang there, uh, led to Sud for um, Dan Skelton, first street for Nicky Henderson, and uh, Anna Benina, of course, second two years ago, winner last year for trainer John McConnell. That's uh, we're really going head to head this week, mate. Are we? We've got lots of different wow. ones to uh, tight races, really tight races. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah really good racing races. tomorrow. Good racing tomorrow. I'm trying to find out what, what's Harry Skelton is down to ride. I think he's injured. Is he injured? It? Right. I, I, I did see him fall earlier this week, and that's why I assume. Bridget. Bridget's on, yeah, it looks like it, yeah, because he is booked uh, for those rides, but when you go to the race cards, it's Bridget in this in the plate, yeah, so it looks like he's... There is no, he's not jogged up on anything today. No. Friday, no. so, and he, yeah, he is, he must be injured. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember who he, he had to fall on, but I, I did see a fall. Earlier so. this week. Yeah, so Bridget must be coming in for the rides. Yeah. All right, best luck with that one, everyone. It's uh, now it's uh, time, of course, that you've all been waiting for. Top, middle and bottom. Right, uh, usual rule applies. We're up in Scotland once again. Uh, fantastic season we've had. Uh, lots of fun. Uh, one pound Trixie from us both. Four pound in total, just for fun, everyone. Uh, ben, an update from last week, please. Uh, we both one winner, two losers, minus four points. I was on for all 1.20 and the <laughs> goal sunk me. Uh, Airdrie and where was the other one? Partick. Both oh. lost leg goals, sunk me. So, yeah, running totals. Tony, plus 14.89. Myself, plus 41.36. So, let's see what we can do this week. Top championship, Air and Queen's Park to draw. 
Oh. Five to two. So both these teams have had the wobbles in recent weeks. Air particularly seem to be running completely out of steam. Uh, Queen's Park, they've been struggling to find the net. They failed to score in three of their last four. Only managed one against strugglers Hamilton last week. So I'm pumping for a draw here between Air and Queen's Park. Middle, Scottish first. Peterhead and Clyde to draw at 12 to 5. The Ooh. clash of the bottom two. Both three miles off the pace all season. Neither have been banging in the goals recently. Only six from Clyde in the last ten. Four from Peterhead in the last ten. Matches between the two are generally tight affairs. So I'm playing the draw again, Tony. This time between Peterhead and Clyde. And bottom, Scottish second, Strandrar versus Elgin City. You're not going again. Going. What do you think I'm going for here, Tony? You're not going again, are you? Nah, I'm going for Elgin City. <laughs> you going for yeah, Elgin? Elgin City. I just just wait, hold on. Elgin City to beat Stranraer at 12-5. to Now, like a lot of teams, Elgin, they've suddenly picked up after sacking their manager, despite having exactly the same players. Um, (laughs) They should have beaten Stenhouse Muir two games ago, but lost an injury time equaliser. But they put that right by beating Forth for last time out. Um, According to my Elgin spy, (laughs) it's my eight-year-old uncle, who's a season ticket holder at Elgin, They've been playing some of the best football they've played all season. I'll take his word on that, but the stats do actually back that up on their last two games. Um, Add in the fact Strandrar got humped 8-0 last weekend. (laughs) I've only scored once in their last five matches. Means I am somehow siding with Elgin City to beat Strandrar at 12-5. So, Air and Queen's Park draw. Peterhead and Clyde draw. Elgin City to beat Strandrar. What you got, Tony? <laughs> Elgin City spy, I love it. Uh, in the championship, uh, Inverness to beat Dundee uh, at around three to one. Inverness have won the last five. They're going for the runner-up position. They'll be more fired up than Dundee uh, tomorrow afternoon. Inverness to beat Dundee at three to one in League One. Airdrie to beat Dunfermline. Um, uh, Dunfermline are 13 points clear. It's switch-off time for Dunfermline. Airdrie chasing down Falkirk for the runners-up position. So we've got uh, Airdrie to beat Dunfermline, who are obviously league champions, going to be league champions, uh, at 13-8, to eight, around 13-8. to eight. And in League 2, Sterling Albion, nine points clear in the table of the disgraceful Dumbarton. Uh, Annan chasing down Dumbarton, uh, albeit eight points adrift. Uh, but Dumbarton are in free fall at the minute. Switch off time for Sterling Albion. And uh, I'm going for an Annan win against Sterling Albion, 18 to 5, around 18 to 5, uh, Ben. So uh, there you go. We, we've um, And if that comes in, I may be uh, knocking on the uh, £41.36 uh, door. I know, it might be. It might be. And by the way, once this is over, we're going to have to deal with the playoff situation. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, good. It's great fun. I've loved so, it. I loved it. Great fun doing that's the Scottish an, League. That'll be an, an added one to mix in when we've got the, <laughs> the team, the leagues merging for the playoffs to go up and down. Yeah, but we'll and know, mate. we might also we'll have the playoffs from the second division in the Highland League. Oh, oh well, I've got to do my homework then. Bucky Thistle or Brechin. Oh. A, that's Bucky Thistle and Brechin, top of the league in the Highland League. They're playing each other tomorrow. Whoever wins gets promotion. Oh, right. Are Berry Grange still about? Somewhere. Oh, they... I don't know where, so... <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I always remember... Be, for, must be. I always remember, um, as a kid, following Berry Rangers for some reason, uh, just the, the results. 
Um, and then yeah. break, breaking was always next door to them as well, though, obviously uh, alphabetical order. So I always looked at the breaking result as well. Are they in the, they out the league then now, breaking? Breaking got relegated oh, in the Highland League. Dear. It's a pyramid system. But, um, yeah, they're one point behind Bucky Thistle. Last game of the season, Bucky <laughs> Thistle against Breakin to see who wins the Highland oh, League. Oh, massive. And has a chance for promotion back into well, the league proper. Well, best look with Breakin. I'll say it. Right, we'll stand for the big one then, Ben. Baby, best of luck to Bucky Thistle. My wife's granny lives in Bucky. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was put my foot in it. (laughs) I don't care. Uh, Time for the big one. The Scottish National 23 runners over four miles. Ben, you have some trends for us? I do, I do. Scottish National, one of my favourite races on the calendar. Um, The great Grey Abbey winning that many years. Oh, fantastic. Great memories. What a horse. But yeah, worth looking at a few trends for the race to help set on a shortlist. At last 15 winners all past the following trends. It had between 7 and 29 career starts, had between 3 and 6 starts in the current season, and had previously won a race over further than 2 mile 7 furlongs. 14 of the last 50 winners had their last start within the past 45 days. So those trends, they would chop this year's field down to 8, which is, not to say a few, uh, those 8, Monbeck Genius, Elvis Mail, Flower of Scotland, I imagine will be popular popular tomorrow. Uh, three under, three five, Man of the People, Famous Bridge, Ruthless Article, and Small Present. Uh, Monbeg Genius near the head of the market. He ran an excellent third in Ultima at Cheltenham. Form of that race obviously took a, a big, big boost with the winner, Korach Rambler, winning the national itself last weekend. Uh, I suppose the difference is Monbeg Genius, he's got a run off a £5 higher mark than his channel run while Korak Rambler was able to run off the same mark. Might not make any difference, but um, Monbeck Genius, he is a horse on the up. I can see why he's near the head of the market. Not sure I'll be backing him, but uh, I do, I can see the appeal to a certain extent. A famous bridge, now he's at the other end of the weights and the betting from Monbeck Genius. And he comes in with a, a sort of similar unexposed chasing profile. Um, famous Bridge has he's had plenty of decent pieces of form over hurdles last season then a bit of a slow start to his chasing career but he, he got things back on track uh, firing two eye-catching wins over fences on his last two starts staying on strongly in the closing stages of both those races uh, you know, I think he looks like one who should appreciate the first try at a marathon trip Famous Bridge and even bigger prices though Rebecca Curtis trained a ruthless article and she won the race in 2018 with Joe Farrell um, that's actually the only horse Rebecca Curtis has ever sent to air uh, ruthless article will be the second horse unless you got someone early in the card that I've not noticed but ruthless article uh, he looks like he's been prepared in a, a similar sort of manner to Joe Farrell um, the 10 year old being rested for the winter months and then prepping for this was spin at Ascot at the start of the month. And he is a horse, horse ruthless article. He needs a left-handed track. He needs decent ground. And he also needs a recent spin under his belt to run his best. Because I have prime conditions for him as left-handed tracks, good or good to soft ground, and returning from a break of 59 days or less. Now, under those conditions, he's 5 from 13 and 3 places, which is all 5 of his career wins. Gets those conditions on Saturday air. I think he could outrun his lofty odds in this, Tony. I like my big prices. Ruthless article. What have you got? Excellent, excellent. And uh, while, while you're on about uh, Joe Farrell there, four of the last six winners had an SP 
of no bigger than 14 to 1, but uh, two of them, uh, Joe Farrell in 2018, winning at odds of 33 to 1, taking risks, uh, winning at uh, 25 to 1 for trainer. Yeah, uh, Nicky Richard, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've got a short list of Monbeg Genius, Elvis Mill, Kitty's Light, and the two that I'm going to play in the race, uh, Empire Steel. Uh, Empire Steel, winner at this venue in October 2020, beating 10 rivals by two and a half lengths as the 5-2 to two favourite on soft ground uh, in a novice's handicap chase of a £25 low mark, obviously back in 2020. Uh, didn't make his seasonal debut until December, but did land in the spoils in a four-runner contest at Kelso last month in the listed Premier Chase on good to soft ground. And also, um, there's a bit of a, a trend or a, a stat that I've picked out in the last six renewals of the Scottish Grand National, as well as previously, um, uh, well, the uh, trainers who uh, do well, uh, kind of Paul Nichols and uh, Rebecca Curtis, as you said there, landed the spoils a few years ago. Christian Williams trained Win My Wings to win 12 months ago. Uh, Nigel Twiston Davis has seen four of his runners hit the frame from 10 going to post. Uh, obviously a, a 40% win and play strike rate um, in the contest, while trainer Sandy Thompson has saddled seven runners in the race since uh, 2016, with three hitting the frame, a 43% win and play strike rate, uh, there, or play strike rate, rather, for Empire Steel. So we're going for under supervision as well, um, ridden by uh, jockey uh, Sam Twiston-Davis, trainer Nigel Twiston-Davis, seven-year-old, has failed to finish as many times as finishing in the first three in his last six starts. So he's a, he's a bit of an up-and-down horse, possibly in the process of running a big race in the Grade 3 Skybet Handicap Chase at Doncaster in January when hampered and unseated Sam Twiston-Davis two out in a race won by Cooper's Cross. He was beaten a neck on later start at the same venue uh, last month, finishing second of seven runners over three miles, two furlongs on good ground. So Empire Steel, small h at around 14 to 1 and under supervision is out to 20 to 1 uh, I've got here on the on the screen uh, so Empire Steel around uh, 16 to 1 under supervision around 20 to 1 for the Scottish Grand National so I saw Empire Steel I actually have notes on him and I, I actually think he's he's a, a poor traveller and I don't mean in his races I mean actually physically travelling because when he travels no more than 120 miles from his base He's five wins from eight. When he travels further than that, he's zero from six, and he's failed to finish in three of them. So I actually think he's a horse that seems to do his best when he isn't travelling too far. So races, tracks like Air, Kelso, mm. etc., are within range. Maybe gets travel sickness. I don't know. But that's um, a stat. That's a stat and a uh, half. He does. He's all his wins have come within 120 miles from the Thompson Yard. When he's gone further than that, zero from six. So excellent he's, stuff. He's a, a yeah. I, I see the appeal of Empire Steel for sure. Like yeah. Him. So my selections are under supervision and um, <laughs> Kitty's light. <laughs> no, only kidding. Light. I'm sticking with the Empire Steel. And uh, under supervision, <laughs> brilliant stuff. Uh, that was fantastic stat, travelling stat there. Uh, many thanks for listening to the latest edition of the Racing Pod Blast. Remember, if you're an early riser, you can catch me on Epic Radio. Plenty of racing news, updates, 
uh, every half hour, weekdays between 5 and 7am on Epic Radio. You can get more from Ben over on Narrowing the Field. Uh, .co.uk that is narrowingthefield.co.uk have a lovely weekend have a lovely Scottish Grand National Day have you got any plans for Sunday Ben St George's Day Uh, no (laughs) (laughs) can I say no I didn't even know it was St George's Day (laughs) brilliant All right. until next week thanks for listening big thanks for listening have a great weekend (laughs) 